I'm a super spy. I've been activated. Uh, I just started recording. So this is... Uh, uh, I hope it plays again. Yeah, so do I. We were just... We just heard this really weird, like, ethereal wind chime tone. You don't know what that whistle is? Is that from the Hunger Games? Yeah, that's oh, okay. the Hunger Games whistle. Oh, now, yeah. now I'm less psyched about it. But so, so this is... Uh, hi, this is for the Love of Film podcast. Uh, this is... Uh, Flicks and flicks and food. food. Yeah, uh, we're in Lowell, Massachusetts, at the Lowell Burger Company. Um, we just ordered, so we'll see how it goes. We're slightly crunched for time, only because of my assholishness. Because we just saw a movie, and I'm going to return to the theater and see a second film in about 55 minutes. So you're such an asshole. I am. Um, but I made you walk all the way out here, so who's the bigger asshole? That's not the matter. We walked maybe a half a mile. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's funny. You just said, you know, this is probably the most amount of time you've ever spent in Lowell. That's probably pretty close to the same for me. Yeah. Um, so we, we just saw Love and Bananas, which is a documentary by Ashley Bell, who, going into it, I knew... The name sounded vaguely familiar and the face looked vaguely familiar. I didn't look her up until afterwards. She is an actress. This is her first documentary film. Well, it's her first one she's directing and writing. Um, I personally, I saw a trailer for it, so I knew her face. So I looked it up. Well, when I saw the trailer for it, I I knew her face too. But when it was a documentary, I just made the assumption because I recognized the face that she must be a well-known documentary. Yeah. And... uh, she won't be. But. She, she won't. Be. Well, and that's the thing too is, um, I mean, I guess we can go right into it. It was, I mean, it was a very poignant, poignant story about um, Asian elephants and how they're mistreated. But uh, I, I felt a very uneven documentary. Yeah, it felt really heavy-handed. Yeah, and to me, the editing was all over the place. Yeah. And I think editing nowadays is like, it's definitely an art. It's always been an art. But now it's kind of one of those lost arts if you can find a really good editor. And this one, one of the things that took me out is some of the scenes don't match. So Mm -hmm. one time the elephant we go at, and the next scene the elephant's dry, but it's supposed to be a A seamless. Yeah. Yeah. I will give her credit. I didn't think that there wasn't as much, I mean... She let herself get at least quasi-filthy a couple times, uh, which, is, which is why I didn't necessarily think, it didn't occur to me that she might be an actress, although looking back on it, there were a couple like glamour shot things oh, where yeah. I'm just like, you're a little bit too focused on your own the face. The fighting pose she does, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 there's definitely some stuff where she was definitely too face-forward, kind of. If, I mean, because the focus of the narrative really was on this woman left who's dedicated her life to helping the Asian elephants. But if that's the case, I mean, there was really no point in having Ashley Bell on screen so much, but you know, and it's the way I look at it is she's not Angelina Jones. She's not Jennifer Aniston. She's not a bankable, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are Ashley Bell fans, but I don't know anyone who's nest. Like, I think everyone who going to see this, going because of the subject matter. The story, yeah. Not, not because of her. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it could draw in another audience, but I really don't think, um, I don't think it will. Yeah. And her narration drove me nuts. Yeah. Like, 
it was something about her voice, and it, it felt like I switched to a PBS documentary, right. but those are done way better than this is. It was interesting, because she kept using the term the crush box, the crush box, but nobody in Thailand who she encountered actually used that phrase, so I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a phrase that is used, or it felt like she was sensational. I mean, it's horrible what they do to the elephants. Yes, There's no, no doubt about it, um, but... I don't know. It, yeah, the narration seemed... It could be a translation thing, too. Sure. Where, where they have a word for that, and just a... Alligator duck fart. <laughs> that would be much better, but yeah. I don't think it would go over as well. But there was a fart joke in this. There was a fart joke, and we did see an elephant pee and poop. Yep. Which was, you know, fun. Um, yeah, no, it was... Um, I wish there was more... Of the elephants and less. I mean, I, I felt like because it's basically the first twenty minutes of the movie is kind of giving Backst- three, you know, yeah. backstory of what's going on with the elephants, and then they spend, you know, maybe fifteen minutes at they're they're rescuing this elephant, and it's at the place that they rescue it from, and then like forty five minutes. It felt like forty five minutes of getting the, the it back on the road, yeah. and I'm kind of like I'm like. Okay, I'm pretty, I mean, I wasn't 100% sure what the outcome was going to be, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure if they're unsuccessful, they wouldn't have gone through all this. Right, those. and the music was really heavy-handed there, yeah. too, where yeah. it was really dr- doom. There was a lot of doom kind of built into it. And I was just like, either this elephant is going to die or or it's actually going to get through and it's not going to pay off. Right. I mean, not that I wanted the elephant to die. Sure. And there are there are things that happen to the elephant, so it kind of pays off a little bit. But yeah. they spent way too much time just doing that. That that could have been a good 10, 15 minute scene. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I don't know how long the movie was. It felt like about eighty minutes, something like that. But it was a hundred and fifteen um, one hour and fifteen minutes long. All right, so seventy five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, but even even then, which is a, which is, I mean, not uh, incredibly short for a documentary, but. It felt longer than that. Uh, like it, it felt like it, it felt at least like ten minutes too long for what it was trying to get across. Yeah, but it, this it easily could have been done like a PBS special. Sure, just like a one-hour show. Yeah, this kind of seems like it has commercial breaks built into it almost, mm-hmm. so she can sell it to a network and they can easily throw commercial breaks into there, and it would be about a two-hour showtime. Yeah, so that could have been in the back of her head where she wanted to sell it in the future yeah I mean that's one of the things that I that I really like about this theater the Luna Theater I mean it's only my second time it was your first, first time, time there yeah. uh, as they do a lot of interesting programming and they have stuff like that I mean we saw the trailer for the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary which, uh, which looks awesome yeah um, we should definitely do that one yeah I mean it was cool to see also because um, uh a musical artist, uh, Dessa, who I support and is a incredibly talented writer and performer. One of her songs was in the uh, was in the trailer for it, which is cool. I I tweeted about it afterwards, and then she she, she liked it like a minute after I posted it. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if they licensed that song. I don't know if she oh, donated sorry. it. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, I'm sure they'll bring more. And if not, there's there's a we're. We're getting water, but there's bottles to the left and to the right of us. So, a couple of jokers in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah. It remains to be seen how our review no. of this place would be. be you know, service-wise, um, I, I'm pretty 
pretty well set. But yeah, um, I mean, and there was a couple excuses made. Um, we were we basically we waited six or seven minutes before we were even acknowledged sitting. I mean, we initially walked in and the chef was standing outside. There's there's patio seating here. I mean, it's a beautiful day, and if I wasn't pasty and bald, I'd probably actually that's a lie. I hate sitting outside, even like <laughs> places like Newburyport where it's all. Well, it's, this is right on, like, a major road, so you're just going to be smelling the car fumes. Yeah, you don't have a beautiful view. I mean, right across the street is uh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's and the Little Delights Bakery. Or Goodwin. Uh, African Market and Tropical Food. Nice. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely, like, a staff transition going on right now. So. No chance on it. We're sitting in the bar area. Um, there's a crepery right across the street. Um, this is all about burgers, so unless they can throw a burger patty on there. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, like, I, I'm, again, because the whole point of doing this is burgers and films in New England, if, if someone has a suggestion for a great burger place we need to check out, please throw it out to us and we'll see if we can find a theater. It's I, I found right now it's easier to find theaters close to burger places than necessarily burger places close you know good burger places. I mean there's plenty of chain burger places but yeah. we're trying to avoid you know don't bother recommending us Fud Ruckers or something like that. I don't think there's a Fud Ruckers in New Hampshire. I don't know. There's definitely one down here, but yeah, no Fud Ruckers. Yeah, the the good burger places I know. I was thinking, and I know one we have to go to, which is near the theater. And then near which theater? Um, it's Merrimack. Oh, okay. in Merrimack. So near the Cinemagic. Yeah. There's another one up um, by the mountains, but it's not. It's not near any theater. Yeah. Unless there's one up there, I don't know about. I mean, we could always cheat and go to a, a Chunky's or a Smitty's and get the burger there. Except for their burgers are terrible. We should. We we have to do it once. Just once. But yeah. if we're gonna do that, I we should go to. We should go to the Sanford one. Did, were you with me when we took, we did a Best Buy field trip to see, um, God, it, was, it was some movie with Jack Black and Jason, the kid from oh, American Mind. Saving, saving, Sil- saving Silverman. But we took like the entire Best Buy media crew there. But it was funny because at that point, like everyone was like joking about like, how much I reminded them of Jack Black. So, and, it's, and then, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie, it's, like, right after the point where Jack Black's character decides he's gay. <laughs> he reveals that he had three, he has three balls. Oh, well, which, there you go. Yeah, and every, so everyone was, like, cracking up. So, uh, yeah. So you were forever known as Jack Black. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah not, not a great movie. Um, no. no. Getting back no. to not a great movie, though. Um, so, what would you... I mean, it's tough to it's tough to say. Do- documentaries a- are tough to kind of rate because yeah. I I take two aspects. One's the story, and then one is if this the wasn't execution a, of a film. Yeah, yeah, if this was if this was a film and not a documentary, would I watch it? Right. And on that aspect, I don't think I would or right. I would like it. But because it's kind of the mixture, I was thinking it was kind of seven ish for a while yeah. and then it just kind of dragged on me. So it brought it down to about a six. Yeah, I'd give it about a six. Yeah, and. That's, and I feel the same way about documentaries, and like the flip side, a great documentary can pique your interest in something that you don't necessarily have an interest in. Grey Gardens yeah. is probably one of my favorite, and 
and I would never want to see anything else from them. I know they made a movie of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll eventually see it, but it's not at the top of the list. But yeah. that's not something I would ever want to see again or yeah. had knew I wanted to see. But what is that? The Maisels, I think, yeah. directed yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, they can pretty much do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm trying to think of what else we saw... Previews for Death for Stalin, which you hate. Yeah, and we, I we both saw that. Really and I, reviewed, I reviewed that beforehand. Yeah, I, it, and I think part of it was, and this is no 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 fault of yours, but I was more psyched for it because you saw it before me and you, yeah. I loved it. It was also so the problem that I have is, and we we talked about this before with uh, Duncan Jones, is that like I really like supporting people who are passionate about yeah. stuff and. So I've heard people on podcasts talk about movies. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to check that out just because I know the story behind it. And you're yeah. more invested on in it. And then more often than not, what they're into. It's not. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, now, Death of Stalin wasn't one of those, but a bunch of podcasts that I listened to, there was it was sponsored by them. Oh, okay. So, which, I mean, I'm sure it's cheaper to advertise on a podcast than on television or whatnot. Yeah. Because I think it was the fir- it was the first movie that I remembered hearing ads for on a podcast. But uh, um, yeah, the podcast I listen to, they have like car commercials and stuff. I don't think any of them have been sponsored. What do you, what do you listen to? For so right now, because of my podcast, they're out of control. So I just pretty much I listen to a few your right. probably yours, uh, and then the other ones are all movie ones. Mm-hmm. So it's film spotting, SVU film spotting. Um, and then um, there's another one I can't think of, um, I can't think of the name of it right now. And then I also listen to Serious Eats, which is a food-based one, which yeah. is really good to kind of mix it up. And then I have a friend who lives in Africa who does, um, it's called The Corner, but it, it, it's something else. I'll give you the link so you can kind of put it in. But she just talks to like creative people. And it's called, it, it translates to The Corner, but they just talk to like, um, they talked to somebody that was doing a makerspace down there. I was just listening to one on the way over. They were talking to a filmmaker, but they're all South African based. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting because it's a friend I went to uh, college with. I, I, that's how I kind of got into it. But yeah. it, it's really interesting and supporting it is is good. But I kind of got hooked. Yeah, there's it's my podcasting is a little bit out of control as well. I mean, the ones I do it's a little out of control, but the ones I listen to. Um, I mean, I think, I think last time I looked, there was like 15 on there, but a lot of them I don't listen. I mean, it used to be, cause like the podcast app on my phone, I was like, all right, once it fills up the screen, if there's where I have to scroll, yeah. if I have to scroll, I got to get rid of one of them. And then that went out the door about a year ago, <laughs> but I also don't listen cause it used to be. I was trying to find stuff yeah. to listen to because I had because I've been listening to I think Mark Maron is the yeah. longest and then that's the, the longest for me the Nerdist which is now the one that shall not be named um, that's going to come up every time <laughs> it just like <laughs> and I don't understand why someone doesn't say to him dude this is a horrible name for a it, podcast it's hard way nobody's going to tell him anything yeah. and even it even if they do, he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's it's great because it's this and this and this. Yeah. It's funny because I think he and Marin have a contentious relationship. Like, because he kind of like, 
because Marin gets very personal at the beginning oh, of yeah. his, which I like about it because you kind of get to know him a yeah. little bit. And Chris Hardwick kind of like rips on, like he's made some snarky comments about it. Um, and I'm just kind of like, I'm like, yeah, but I've had, I had to hear for a year about him getting married. And now every single guest he has on who has kids, he's like, so what advice? I'm just, oh, he's like, because we're thinking about having kids. And I'm like, you were the most indecisive fucking... I mean, and I, and, and I, you know, I don't think Chris Hardwick's ever going to listen to this, but if he is, I'm not, I like Chris Hardwick, yeah. but. His uh, brand is, is amazing. And yeah. He, he should have kept the comic book store open. Yeah. But, I mean, not that I live in LA and, and go there, right. but I mean, that's sad to see that go. Yeah. Um, I listened to Leonard Maltin's, uh, yeah. which, uh, the episode that just came up on Friday was, he had Pat Oswald on, which was pretty cool. Um. As like a guest yeah. critic? Well, no, not a guest critic, although this one was more along the lines. He doesn't, it's, his one doesn't, he doesn't critique movies on this. He does it on his website. Okay. But this is just an interview where he interviews different actors oh, and, you know, cool. kind of goes through yeah. their career and. Um, like a better actor studio. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Better actor studio, not by a, you know. James b- Lipton. Bizarre, <laughs> mad scientist, you know, lizard wearing human skin trying to. <laughs> Do they even have those anymore? I mean, I they don't think so. I, I don't think they film them anymore, but I think they still probably do them down there. I don't know. Yeah, because they don't. A lot of people don't know that it wasn't like it went out for years yeah. as a teaching thing before they filmed, filmed them. them. I can't remember the last new one they saw. Yeah, it's been forever. But I think that was on E before the reality TV show yeah. craze kind of kicked yeah. off. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. All of the, and I hate when this term is used, all of the content that existed before companies became obsessed with having archival content. Yeah. Um, I mean, John Favreau had an awesome show on IFC, Dinner for Five. That was so So amazing. And and I bought the first season on DVD. It was like three discs. And it was crazy because one of the... uh, Oh, here, here comes, comes the food. food. Right. Yeah, just to make sure I get this right. So. He's LBC. I'm the regular one. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. It's funny, we got different burgers, but they look they identical. They look identical. I think lift up your bun. That's kind of personal. Yeah, that's oh, like, yeah, yours is red. Yours looks like blood. Mine looks like food. Um... So I've got the signature uh, Lowell Burke Company sauce on mine. Uh, I just have house-made ketchup, which... Okay, let me talk about this, because it drives me nuts. When did the term house-made take over homemade? It's probably when foodies became a thing. Because, I didn't realize. Yeah. But that, it makes sense more because it's accurate. Because I bet somebody said, oh, this isn't your home. Right. This isn't homemade. But this is their Big house. house. Yeah. 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 Um, but that, I bet that's when it took it over. It drives me nuts though because I'm like, yeah, I get it. You didn't make it at your house. <laughs> it's so is home. Or your home. Take a bite. So is homemade better for you than housemade? Yeah. Maybe it's. Maybe it's just because of the term I grew up with. I mean, all the food here is, if this is considered their home, all this food is homemade. Yeah. So why even put it? There's a lot of terms in food 
now they drive me nuts. Like the restaurant I work at, they advertise as hand cut fries. They're not hand cut fries. I mean, what we do is we take a potato. You have a machine, right? Well, it's. I mean, technically, it's not a, machine. a machine. It's just a press that we punch potatoes through and slice them into fry shapes. Then we blanch them and then we fry them. But I didn't. I don't sit there with a knife and cut them. I'm like, yeah. I'm like. They're not. But your hand operates the. Yeah, but like frozen French fries that uh, like that Cisco brings. Somebody pressed a button on them. Like nope. Like yeah. it's such a pretentious term. So, my thoughts. So the burger is delicious. It's seasoned, excellent. Um, this their their signature sauce is is kind of sweet, which I'm not really a fan of on a burger. But it's not overpowering, so it's not ruining the burger. It is good. Uh, it's not quite medium rare, but these burgers are a little thinner, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit t- harder to get. There's definitely a flame broil grill marks on them. Yeah. The taste is good. I haven't gotten into the house-made ketchup yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, we both order medium rare. I'd say it's closer to medium. Did you get the ketchup? Yeah. He, Bob's making a horrified face. Not good? No. So... There's a company, I don't know if we could name them, um, Heinz has made, yeah, has made ketchup forever. They have perfected ketchup. Right. Nobody should be making ketchup anymore. I understand the you want it to be something special, but when you have something perfect like that, you don't need to perfect it. Mm-hmm. It's like saying house-made Coke or house-made Pepsi. Right. I don't want that junk. Yeah. Just give me some Just give me the give me the thing. Yeah. That you're trying to eat. So yeah, the uh, the house made ketchup here is a little sweet and tangy in all the wrong ways. Yeah, not what you're looking for in ketchup. No. Yeah, this has got. Yeah, I got more of the special sauce there, and it's definitely sweet. Like it doesn't ruin the burger, but I'm like, I can't wait to get done with the sauce so I can get back to enjoying the burger. There's definitely like a pickle element to it too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like relish in it or something. There's no pickles There's no on pickle my burger. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of pickles on my burger. I usually order them without. It's just I don't need that on my burger. I went probably a decade and a half without enjoying pickles and recently in the last like three years. I'll if 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 the place that I go to makes their own pickles, I'll that's give them a try. Yeah. But yeah, like pickles out of a jar, if not interested. See, I like pickles. My I like half sours. So anytime you go to a deli, mm-hmm. half sours are like my way to go. But I don't like them on things. I, I like them off to the side. They're fine. Most of the time if I'm eating with somebody, the, the person gets, I'll take a bite and be like, yeah, that came out of a jar and it's not amazing. So here you go. And I also hate when the pickle juice like mixes with the bun. Yeah. That... That drives me nuts. Yeah, this is a. This appears to be like a potato bun too. It's a brioche. Oh, is it? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't have the nice brioche taste. Probably a bun. I think the burger is kind of overtaking it, which is a good thing. Yeah, you want to taste the burger first. Yeah. The nice thing about this one is it's actually. I'm almost done with my burger. The bottom is still dry. I mean, it's not. It's a juicy burger, but, but it's it wasn't not. wet like the ones that we had last week. Yeah. Um, what are the other buns? 
where the funds come from. No, what are they? There's a potato All right, fine. I can double check wiser, but no, no, no. We're just no. we're just curious. We're 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 recording a podcast. We go see a movie and then get a burger somewhere and talk about it. So, oh my gosh, I, that's so cool. I, I guess potato bun, but no. I'm gonna double check on that before your podcast. What movie did you guys see? We just saw Love, Love of Bananas at uh, the Luna Theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've only been to. I'm sorry, I'm like so. High. I've only been to the Luna Theater once, and it was pretty cool. It's really it's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. Like, going and like, get here. I'm yeah. from Michigan. What part? Collins, Michigan, like right on the coast. Okay. You thought she was going to have a tattoo. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I mean, I have the... But that's the a zip, Michigan thing. I have a zip code. Of because them. sometimes you're up by the lakes and you're right. calling oh. Upper... Yeah. What is it? Upers? Uh, upper yeah, Peninsula. Upper. Yeah, the yeah. Upers. Uber, but, like, I, I come from a town that's really Dutch, and we have a huge tulip time festival, so eventually I'm going to get a little tulip tattoo. Oh, nice. So I can just be like, it's right where this one is. Nice. There you go. But we don't have movie theaters where you can get alcohol. And so when I came yeah. here... My friends like, you want to go get a drink and watch a movie? I'm like, like, what? I don't drink like soda. I don't, I don't want that. Right. Like, no, you like, can get a drink. drink. Yeah. And I was like, oh my, yes, get in the car now. Get in the car now. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else I can bring you guys? Oh, because uh, you even have cats of beers with ketchup? Uh, no. No, we're Actually, you know what? Can I get a little thing of ketchup? Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you, you could bring us back the check. That would be great. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to torture myself and see how the ketchup is on well, the side. Well, I can try it then, too. Yeah. No. But that's the thing is, like, even if I don't like something, I continually keep trying it just because our taste buds change. Yeah. But everybody does it a little bit different. I'm that way, but with emotionally unavailable women. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully that got picked up. Yeah, that was the um, the Hunger Games signal. So There's going to be a word go. or a phrase for it. I got to go fight Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> I think that... Did that happen when they dropped the parachute? So maybe something's dropping in. Here's the check. Awesome. Thank you. We make all of our sauces in house, so we have two different kinds of ketchup. Okay. So this is going to be our artisan, which is a little bit spicier. It's chipotle and cayenne peppers in it. So what's on the burger? Is it that one? The LBC. No. Did you have the LBC and you had B three? B three should be this ketchup. Okay. Um, that's like more of our traditional one. And then you had like a different sauce. Can I tell you that I appreciate that you said artisan, not artesian? Really? Yeah, that's how I say it. And I know technically that's not the right way to say it, but it's the right way to say it. Can you split it? Okay, yeah, yeah. And I don't need to change it. Artisanal? But most people say artisanal. Like they, it's one of those words, but. Here's the other thing. The word lessies drives me nuts. Say leasy. Leasy? In, instead of what? Lessies. Like, someone who is leasing something is a lessee, not a leasy. They're a leasy. I agree with you, but that's not correct. Really? It's a lessee? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I wonder if it's one of those things that's been said wrong for so long that it becomes the right... Because, like... It's our American version of butchering the language yeah. now. Like the word cachet is actually cash. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We've been saying it wrong for so long. And forte is fort. I I don't like those. I'm still going to do them wrong. Okay. So it's like, I mean, at this point, the word, we've ruined the word irony. Or not irony, literally. Yes. 
I think the office, not the office, uh, Parks and Rec, literally took it over the edge. Mm-hmm. They are indeed kids. Bastard. <laughs> Thank you. Two points for Scott. We'll be keeping score on this podcast. Okay. Not really. I, I, I'm like the least... Com- I like that. That's good. Doesn't taste like ketchup at all. Oh, that's not ketchup. What is that? It's got like a chipotle flavor. I know, but it like reminds me of something. Mm. We're tasting ketchups. It's, it's captivating audio. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's people that hate hearing chewing on podcasts, so they'll never listen to this. Uh, yeah, Duncan, the producer of my podcast, is, is, is one of them. Wow. This this one is way too vinegary. Whenever we do like eating food on the real fake news one, it drives him nuts. Does he also do you do any editing on that one? No. Oh, sorry. No, I that's fine. Cap on it. Um, so there's way too much. To me, this is way too vinegary, mm-hmm. and it's not as bad as when it was on the burger. And I can't put my finger on it, but that taste, that, maybe it's cocktail sauce? It's a very familiar taste. See, I'm a big fan of cocktail sauce, and I feel like it's kind of a waste that shrimp is really the only thing you can put on. Yeah. I, like, I would, I would try a burger. Like, if we ever went somewhere and they offered a burger with cocktail sauce on it, I would try it. I bet you could ask for it, but I don't think anybody's going to put it on a burger. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm always on the lookout for something that sounds interesting, but not like asphaltish. Like, oh, yeah, this burger has Pop Rocks on it. I would try a Pop Rocks burger. So uh, that's the thing for this one. I'm just trying to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. If we haven't been there, if I haven't been there before, yeah, kind of keep it simple. I mean, that way. Uh, you have a good baseline, and then if it's good... Then you can come back yeah. and experiment. Yeah. I will say, this, since this is only the second one we've done, this is the better burger yeah. of the two, but I felt much more welcome at Wim than I did here, although our waitress kind of turned turned it around a bit in the last ten minutes or so. Yeah, it's a good waitress, and she was as attentive. And yeah. to be fair, we're not sitting in her section. That's true. Yes. I think we're sitting in his section because yeah. it keeps eye like, Yeah, out. she's like, oh, we'll make you co-workers are D-holes. Let me see <laughs> if I can help you out. So these these fries are good. This is definitely a better burger. Yeah, and I would say fries. seven, high seven. Yeah. For the burger? Yeah. Yeah, I would give yeah, I would give the burger seven. I would give the atmosphere. A five, I would have said a three when we first sat down. But. Yeah, the waitress definitely brought it back. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. So one of the excuses we got was shift change. So that is always a weird time. What yeah. time is it? Like it's almost it's, five. It's, it's almost five. Yeah. So, so you're you're at the weird time it's between probably ever like most of the shifts probably end like four four thirty. All right, awesome. Thank you. Take it fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on the? Would you come back to the Luna Theater? Oh, I'd yeah. definitely come back to the Luna Theater. I'm, in fact, going to go there in about 15 minutes. I was actually considering going to see that movie again, but I, I have other priorities. So. That don't involve the progeny of Letty Kravitz and, and Lisa Bonet? Oh, she's in it, too? No, oh, no. no she's, she's, just, uh, she's, yeah. she's Zoe Kravitz's mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, she's Aquaman's wife. That's right. Um... 
Yeah. No, I think uh, an okay movie, better burger. Yeah. So that's good. Great theater. Great theater. Definitely recommend it. It's a weird... So I got there early, mm-hmm. so I kind of walked around the building. That's a weird area. Yeah. I mean, like, that whole hallway leading up to the Luna mm-hmm. is like... The, the residents are probably kind of like that, too. Too, but it's it's just kind of out of place. Yeah, but it, it reminds me of a mill building in New Hampshire. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in a mill building with all these weird little shops, but it's the theater is on the fourth floor. So if you're if you don't know where it is and you're looking for it, there's no sign for the well. There's a small sign on the street for it, but yeah, and I had to look at the website to figure out how to get there before you call. Yeah, but I kind of walked around, and I kept looking at the map, and it says, it's here. I'm yeah. like, well, the door's not here. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I would definitely definitely check out the Luna Theater, one of my, one of the favorite theaters that I've been to in the last five years. So. I think it, it's definitely right up there for me. I like the handcrafted table slash drink holder. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a... That's a nice little touch. I don't know if you noticed in the back of the theater, too, the very back one, there's these high-top table things that you can... It's not your traditional lounge chairs. You can, like, sit at a bar in the back of the theater. Oh, really? Yep. And they do have five classic... um, Five classic arcade games in there. One of them being that elevator game with the spies, which I love. Oh, that game's awesome. They have Tron, too, which... I only know that because of your picture, but Tron was one of my favorite games growing up. Yeah. But it depends on which Tron, because they made a ton of them. Yeah. yeah. The light bike and the... Light bike was one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another Food and Flicks uh, sub-episode of For the Love of Felt. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you hopefully soon. Any final words? No, that's good. I, I'm... I like food and flicks. It's definitely better than Bob's Bob's Burgers. burgers. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you have any recommendations for burger places we need to check out in New England, let us know. Thanks for listening.